Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. This evening, as you know, is the night we lay hands upon the sick and we stress physical healing, divine healing. We're not going to change the fact that we're going to lay hands upon the sick to recover. But I've been instructed of the Lord to continue our lessons on prayer. For we've got, he's got much for us to know on the subject of prayer. And so last Sunday evening, we left off on, in uh, Matthew 18, 18. And we've been discussing the prayer of agreement. The prayer of agreement. Now, you will recall that when we started this, we felt it necessary to explain the different types of prayer. For in Ephesians, the sixth chapter, we are told to pray with all manner of prayer or all different kinds of prayer. In the Spirit. And so we said that the first type of prayer that we would be discussing would be the prayer that changes things. Prayer that changes things. Seems like as though that people that get involved in what we call the faith walk or faith message or the message of faith, they seem to think that just one type of praying is all that's needed to get the job done. Well, if that were true, then the Bible wouldn't speak of different types of praying, would it? And we wouldn't be told to pray with all manner of prayer or all different kinds of prayer. So we have endeavored to explain the different types of prayer that changes things. God is not changed. He does not change. He never does change. Never will change. He's the same. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever? He's not changed. He never will change. Bless God. He loves you then. He loves you now. Amen. He saw us worthy to give his life for us before we got saved. And bless God, now that we're saved, how much more shall he deliver us from the wrath there is to come? How much more shall we walk in the high places over the earth? Amen? Amen. Praise God. Well, it seems like as though, though, people get caught up with all these giants that are in the land. And they don't know how to use the right weapon, you know, in battle. The Bible speaks of us having different types of weapons. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through, the, through God, through the pulling down of these strongholds. And prayer is a mighty weapon we use in battle. Now, we first discuss the prayer of supplication, petition, or taking a formal request unto our Father in the name of Jesus, expecting results. We discussed that. We've talked about it. I believe we covered it in depth. But I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that it's not the only type of prayer. It's not the only type of prayer in the Bible. We then discuss the prayer of binding and loosing. And how the prayer of binding and loosing gives us authority to allow or disallow things in our lives upon the earth. For Jesus said, whatsoever you allow shall be allowed to come to pass. And whatsoever you don't allow or refuse to allow will not come to pass because it won't be allowed to be done in heaven. Amen? Well, we said first and foremost that uh, this prayer of supplication and petition is for yourself. See, me praying for me, I can pray for me. The prayer of faith. Hold up to my Father in prayer. The Word. We said prayer is a time of communion with the Father. Prayer is fellowshipping with your Father God in the throne room, in an executive board meeting with the Father of all glory. It's when your spirit contacts the Father of spirits. And bless God, he sees himself in his word and says, Blessed be God, my word will not come back void, but it will accomplish that which I please in your life, saith the Lord. Amen? Amen. Well, it'd be okay if we could pray like that for everybody, wouldn't it? But you see, I can pray that prayer for me and get results all the time. But the Bible talks about other types of prayer because when I pray for you, that's a different story. That's why there's different types of prayer. Now, I can use that prayer of binding and loosing, of course, and incorporate it into my prayer of supplication and petition. We talked about that. And I can also use the prayer of binding and loosing when we talk about praying for somebody else in the prayer of agreement or intercession, which we will get into prayerfully before this night's out. But we are on the prayer of agreement. The prayer of agreement. Here in our scripture we read, 
uh, verse 18, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever. I'm sorry, verse 19. 19. Again I say unto you, let's read that, That if two of you shall agree on earth, Two of you shall agree on earth, as touching anything that they shall ask, there's a possibility that he might do it. But then we found out that translation was wrong. So we kicked it out. And we said, we're just going to read the King James, it says, If we agree together as touching anything that we shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Say it with me. If I ask, if I ask in, prayer, in prayer, agreeing with another, another as touching anything, it shall be done, shall be done by, my by my Father, which is in heaven, which is in heaven. For, Jesus for Jesus said He'll make it good. Make it good. Amen. Amen. Now see, uh, we made an important statement about prayer, and we said, I believe, a very vital and important statement for us to reiterate and go over and reemphasize and just keep going over and over and over and over and over again. You should be able to quote it with me. Faith makes prayer work. Prayer does not make faith work. Say it with me. Faith makes prayer work. Say it like this. Saying makes praying work. See, Mark eleven twenty three is the law of faith. Mark eleven twenty four is the prayer of faith. And according to these two uh, portions of Scripture, we have the law of faith, the prayer of faith. And saying makes the praying work. That's why Jesus said, you shall have whatsoever you say it, so when you prayeth, keep saying it. Did you get that? You shall have whatsoever you say it, so when you prayeth, keep saying it. That's not good English, but it gets the point across. Did you see it? Did you get it? These are golden nuggets of truth. You know, you're just not going to skim the surface and get all the gold. You may get just a little bit of dust. But I want the nuggets. You got to dig deep. Now he said, if you agree on earth with another individual, touching anything ye shall ask, it shall be done. It shall be done. It shall be done by my Father which is in heaven. Well, Mark eleven twenty three and 24 is being this law then of faith. And according to verse 24, when we found out that uh, faith makes prayer work and saying makes praying work, we said that it holds true not only in the case of the prayer petition and also in the case of the prayer binding and loosing that it's the faith, the spiritual force of faith that causes these prayers to work. It's not the praying that gets the job done. But it is the saying of faith that gets the job done. In other words, when I bind that thing, I believe it's bound. I don't go and say it torments me five minutes later. If I bound that spirit of fear, then bless God, it's bound in Jesus' name, has no power over me. And I refuse to give it, you know, place by saying that I believe God heard my prayer and I believe I'm delivered from that spirit of fear. You see what I'm saying? It is the prayer, prayed in faith, that gets results. Don't you remember over there in James, the first chapter, when, you know, James was writing to the people that were scattered abroad and he said, when you ask, that's prayer, ask in faith. See, nothing doubting. Don't ask in doubt and wavering, nothing wavering, but ask, let him ask in faith. See, the asking part's good, the praying part's good, but you've got to ask in faith. You've got to ask in faith, not wavering. So too many people waver, and that's why they don't get results. Now, let's... Go over to the fourth chapter of the book of Proverbs, and we want to deal a little bit more in depth with this prayer of agreement. I believe it's very important that we begin to see and understand how two human spirits can be joined, knit, or united together in prayer. To become a spiritual force that's ten times greater than if either one of them could pray separately by themselves. And I think that's why this is a very vital point that we should make. That every person should find another person that can be your partner in prayer.
every person, every individual, should find another individual that can be your partner in prayer. And we'll explain that here a little bit further. Now you say, you're repeating some things. I know I am. I'm doing it for a purpose. Don't ever get the attitude that I've heard that before. Faith does not come by having heard, but faith cometh by hearing. I'm not going to live on yesterday's food. Amen? I'm going to eat today too. Praise God. Amen? Let's look at this scripture now. Verse 23. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it flow or come or flow out of you the issues or the forces of life. Keep thy heart, thine heart, thy spirit, diligently, for out of it flow the issues or the forces of life. Now, let's just stop here for a minute and just make a statement. If the prayer of agreement involves the union or the uniting of two spirits as one to pray unto the Father in faith, then it's understandable that we have got to also be able to agree in soul and in body or in action if we are to find an effective partner in prayer. If the forces of life are multiplied ten times in the lives of the people that unite themselves together in prayer for if one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight, then it's understandable this union that Jesus is talking about is only comparable to a union such as the union of marriage or as your union with the Lord in salvation. For he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Well, you think about this. Out of your spirit flow the issues or the forces of life. If I as an individual will protect my heart diligently that it's understandable that the forces or the issues of life that are flowing out of me will be productive in my life to produce results in prayer. But it's also understandable that if I could search and seek and find out another individual who has the same forces flowing out of his spirit with the same renewed mind concerning the subject of prayer and the power of faith, and acts accordingly, spirit, soul, and body, then when we unite ourselves together in prayer, together we can do a ten times greater work in prayer than either one could have done individually. And that's why it's important, I say this, that you have harmony in your marriage. Because you are already hooked up and teamed up with an individual in the spirit in the act of marriage. And when two people that are bound together in marriage, united together as one, begin to realize the importance of having harmony in their prayer lives, then I believe the family will begin to take on uh, the dimension that God wants it to take on in the earth as being an authority to carry out His perfect will and plan. Now, I'm going to give you an example as to how when two spirits are united together, as one, they become a ten times greater force. You take something in the natural realm. Like, I remember, I don't like to remember these things, but I do remember it. I remember one time, I had the, um, well, I wouldn't call it a blessing. I would just call it uh, an incident in my life that wasn't too favorable. When our automobile didn't want to run anymore. And we had to get out of the car. I had to get out of the car. And my wife, of course, would have to go over to the driver's side and take a hold of the wheel. And I'd have to get behind that thing and push it either off to the road or push it up a little bit of a hill or somewhere to get some help. Or to get it off to get the thing you know, going again. I remember one time it was carburetor trouble, you know. And the thing just, you know, passed out. Just passed out. 
So, there you are on the side of the road. Now, how many of you have ever been there? There you are off to the side of the road, and you know, it seems like, for some reason, I don't know why they make roads like this. It's uphill going that way, and it's uphill going that way. It seems like that's exactly where you get stuck. You know, you're right over there where it's uphill, and where it's uphill, either way you go. A little grade, you know. And you're trying to get that thing off to the side of the road, and boy, you're just, you know, struggling, and you're pushing, and you're pushing. You're using all the force that you've got to get that thing over. Then somebody stops, you know, a good Samaritan comes along by, and he pulls over his car to the side of the road and the other side, and he says, well, he needs some help. I said, well, bless God, you know. And he comes all over, and it's, it seems as though as soon as he gets over to the other side of that car, it's nothing. It's nothing. I mean, when we begin to work together and both of us push on that thing, it's just, just like that, just, just like it was nothing. And you would think, wow, either that guy's really super strong or there's something about joining our forces or our strengths together, you know, against the weight of that automobile that made it a hundred times easier, it seemed like, to get it off where I had to get it to go. Well, now you think about this. If I, being a recreated human spirit being, created in the image and likeness of God, in this earth, with the forces of life flowing out of me, I have power to use those forces in my own personal life against all the weight, the pressure, or the strength of the forces of darkness that are around me. If I can, through the prayer of faith and supplication, under the Father God, put my weight and these forces against those pressures of life in a way that could keep me delivered and free from them, can you imagine whenever an attack comes, if I could find somebody of like precious faith who can take hold together with me in the Spirit, who understands how to appropriate his forces of life, and the both of us put our forces together against that same individual force, the same pressure, the same weight, can you imagine the ten times greater force that the Bible clearly says that's in operation and manifestation to drive out that problem out of your life, out of anybody else's life, to get victory. So you just can't pick anybody. You just can't pick anybody. And I'll say this to you. If you are married to somebody and you're united together in the Spirit and you've got disharmony, you're at a disadvantage. Let's go back to 1 Peter 3. We'll look at it again. You are at a disadvantage. I didn't say you were defeated. Now, don't get me wrong. I did not say you were defeated. I said you were at a disadvantage. And what you need to do is learn how to intercede and pray and find another prayer partner of like precious faith who will use his or her faith to join their spirits with your spirit to create a ten times greater force concerning the everyday events of your life. In this chapter, I think we express some things, but I think we, you know, overexpress some and, and underexpress others. In First Peter, the third chapter, you know it's talking about the relationship of husbands and wives in a, in a you know, limited way. But something I want to show you in verse 7, we talked about it a little bit, but let's expand our thinking. Likewise, your husbands, dwell with them, your wives, according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as, as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs, heirs together of the grace of life. See, that's where those life forces are, in the Spirit. That's where your heirs, heirs. Think about that. You are heirs of God. You are heirs of the grace of life. You and your mate are heirs of the grace of life. Would to God we can have harmony in the relationship of the man and his wife. That your prayers, see your prayers, be not hindered. Now, remember, I said you can be at a disadvantage in agreeing in prayer. 
and you can be put in a position of advantage in agreement in prayer. Now, the reason why I say you could be at a disadvantage is because, first of all, if there's a problem here, you know, like in many marriages there are, there are many problems when it comes to, you know, one wants to believe God for finances by the Spirit of God, by the way, by God's method, and the other one doesn't want to do that. One wants to believe God for healing for their children by divine power, and the other one doesn't want to do that. And so you've got disharmony. But the problem with that disharmony is that that disharmony is affecting the person's spirit because they're joined together with that other person in the spirit. All you want, you can try to get away from it, but you're united together with that doubt and unbelief in the Spirit. Now what you got to do is you got to do something about that, which I'll get into when I get an intercessory prayer. But when you do something about that, you're going to have to find another praying partner. Now I don't know about you, but I can count. If I was pushing that same old car... And I had nine others come along and want to help me push that car up that hill. I know it would be a breeze. Matter of fact, I might just tell them, keep on going. This is cheaper than buying gas. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But you think about that. Every born-again believer, spiritual believer, should realize that in the prayer of agreement, you create a ten times greater force in prayer... So that you can walk victorious in your life. But if it's so powerful, it's understandable then that there are not too many you can find in the same class or category to pray this prayer with you. And that's why I believe we've got to make ourselves available to do that. I don't know what you think, but I'll tell you something right now. I make myself available to you. And the reason why I always say, you want a prayer agreement? I, in preparation, make myself available to you so that I can be your agreeing partner. Now, see, some of you, you know, you got other kind of jobs. And some of you got, you know, you're running here and you're doing that. And you're running here and you're doing that. And, you know, you're busy here. These are legitimate things that you have to do. And there's an onslaught coming your way and there's an attack of the devil. Who cares which way it came? It came and it's there and it's upon your body or it's upon your finances or it's doing something. It's affecting your life. You know, and, and yeah, you got, you know, you got faith. I know you got faith. I know you know how faith works. I know you, you know how prayer works. I know you know how to take your supplication unto the Lord. But now just think about this. You did that and you've got a strong force that's working on your, on, on your behalf. The force of faith. But now you come to the service or you, come, or you call on the phone or whatever the case might be. And here's somebody who is available. Here is somebody who's been in the Word all day. Here's somebody who's been in the prayer all day. Here's somebody that knows how to pray the prayer of faith with you or the prayer of agreement with you. And I can join myself together with you in the Spirit so that that pressure that you had or the force or the power you had against that problem that was coming your way is now ten times greater and more powerful when you get me to agree with you. See, that's why I want to put myself or make myself be in a position that I can't agree with you. See, that's why I'm here, partly. So I can be available and make myself available to you. And that's why when I say you want a prayer of agreement, I'm ready. Now, let me share something else about the prayer of agreement. Your problem doesn't affect my life. So the situation and the circumstances and the pressures that are knocking on your door, if it's directly in your family, I, I say this, it's good to pray with your, your mate. But you know, sometimes it's better not to pray with your mate. Because if the, if the uh, problems and the pressures involve both your lives, you know, both of you can be attacked and both of you can be affected in the spirit by whatever circumstance that you know, situation dictates to your life. But I am an outsider. I don't know when the, the, you know, that little that thing, that thing happened. In other words, let me give an example. I'm over here, you know, on Penn Avenue, and you're over there at your house, and your little daughter was, uh, you know, attacked with a fever. Well, I, I don't feel the, the heat. I, I don't see the child lying there. I don't see the, what you see. See, you are affected by the situation because you're with it. But me, I'm over here. I'm praying. I'm in, a, in the Spirit. I'm with God. I'm just glorifying God. You've got somebody that's on your side, and when it seems like as though this, you know, is a situation that, you know, you may faint or lose heart or whatever and give up on, you've got somebody back there that's, you know, just 
Bless God, just saying thank you, dear Father God, for that baby is delivered and set free and glory be to God. And I am hooked up with you in the Spirit. But see, if it was, you know, now I'm not saying you can't do this. I'm saying until you get to a place where you can do it as husband and wife. Because sometimes there are just times when husband and wife cannot agree. You know, because look, this is affecting me in a certain way. And, or, you know, and the husband wants to agree, but she says, I can't do it. Or the wife wants to agree. He says, I don't know about this. And, I, you know, let's do this. And there's no agreement. So don't go and kid yourselves by saying, well, we can agree on this and it'll be all right. When you know you can't. I shared with you Sunday night how my wife's, you know, I, I praise God for her, for, first of all, her integrity. She says, no, I can't believe for that money. I can't do it. There's no way I can do it. You do it. I said, okay, I'll do it. You just thank God. Now, if she'd have joined herself together with my spirit, would have been an, she'd have been an unbelief, talking unbelief, it affected me. See, because we joined ourselves together in the spirit. So I wouldn't pray the prayer of agreement. I'd just pray the prayer of faith. And then say, now you just, you, just, you just praise God with me. And she did. We got results. Well, the next time I said, when we had a need, I asked her if she can agree with this. Well, when she saw results, she said, no, I can do it. Now, yeah, I know, I, know that. I know God does that. Now, I can do it. And she agreed with me in prayer. Which that was just like that. We got results again. See, this is growth. Don't ever try to get somebody to come up to your level. Go down to theirs. Go to a place where you can, you know, have compassion towards people. Find out where they're at and just get along the same lines and just get to a place of agreement. And no matter what faith they had, it becomes ten times more powerful in the Spirit. But here's a problem, beloved. I, I want you to hear. If you're, if you're in that area that you're having disharmony in the house, oh, it could make life miserable. You need to free up your spirit, you see, from that. You need to get into intercession. And well, like I said, we'll get into that later on. And get to a place that you can free up your spirit so that your spirit man can be free to allow those forces to flow out in a greater way. Well, now, now realize this. You understand that the Word of God teaches us that how can two walk together except they be agreed? When you get two people that are going to agree together in prayer, they have got to be agreed. I mean, they've got to be agreed as to how this prayer of faith works and how this prayer of agreement works. Now, sometimes you'll get into a position that some people, instead of coming to a place in, in agreement in the spirit, they'll just come to a place of agreement in mental assent or head knowledge. You know, will you agree together with me that this is so, and, 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 and I'll agree with you, I'll agree with you, just, yeah, I'll agree with you, just like that. And of course, they agree together and, and, and uh, you know, it was just a, just a mental acknowledgement or a mental assent to the word of God being true. And they didn't take time to get to a place in the spirit where their forces have actually joined together. And so all you got is two just, you know, walking around making aimless confessions. Yes, I believe, I believe, and nothing's happening in the spirit. This can happen. Then you got some that will come to the altar and say, you know, I want you to agree with me that I'm healed. Or I want you to agree with me that I've received my need met. Okay, then you pray together and you pray the prayer of agreement and you believe together that, that you know, by stripes you were healed. And I believe, bless God, that now you've received your healing. And, you, and you, you, know, you say, well, bless God, are you healed now? And they walk off and say, well, I hope so. See, that's no agreement. I believe that you were, and you believe you hope so. See, hope is not agreeing with faith. It doesn't work that way. Well, I believe God's going to find me a job. You believe that? Yes, I do. Well, let's pray about it. And I agree together you know, with you in prayer. And in prayer, we'll, we'll join ourselves together, spirit, soul, and body. And we'll believe, bless God, that you received that job. Okay. And they walk away, and you say, someone say, well, praise God. What are you doing for a job? I don't know what I'm going to do. I just don't know what I'm going to do. I prayed about it and I don't seem to get any results. Well, that's why you're not getting results. See, that's why. I don't know about you, but God works. If I can figure out how to get a little puzzle to work and put it together and it works, isn't that nice? Every, every little one, I got every one of them. You ever see these things? You know, one, two, three, four, five. You put them in just right in order and it works and it looks good. Painting by numbers. You get all done. You just by faith. You do that by faith. You don't know what it's going to look like. It looks like the ugliest thing you ever saw. But you just faithfully do it. And this one goes, and it comes out looking good. Oh, but you can't trust God to be like that. I mean, you know, God doesn't do things like that. You just can't believe that, well, if you agree together in the Spirit. Didn't Jesus say that if you two would agree on earth to touching anything, you shall ask, it shall be done by the Father which is in heaven? Didn't he say that? Sure he did. Did he mean what he said? Sure he meant it. It'll be done. But you see, and, and I share this with you so you can understand. There's no sense in agreeing with somebody if the other person can't agree. There's no sense in praying with somebody else if they can't, don't know how to pray the prayer of faith. Because when you walk away from that prayer of agreement, bless God, it's out there the same way the prayer of faith is out there. The prayer of petition. 
and supplication. you got to walk off there and continue to meditate the scriptures that promise you the answer. Or like I said, in my case, I don't even know what's going on. I just keep on saying, yes, I thank you, dear Father God. I put myself in agreement. I will not take myself out of agreement with that person that I prayed with. And I do that all the time. I believe that. You can walk off and say what you want from this altar, but when I pray for you, I believe that, bless God, that you got what you asked for. And I'm not getting off my faith. I'm not going to do that. See, because your life is not affecting me. That's why I can be a good praying partner for somebody. So let's not belittle that type of prayer or that type of praying. We shouldn't do that. Everybody should find a person that they, you know that you can pray and agree with. And you know, it could be that that person that you, that you want to pray with or agree with that you know you can. It could be in some instances you can't use that person because their life is affected by a certain situation. And so you got to go to somebody else. So you should find more than one. I always say that. You know, especially in a, in a relationship between a husband and wife, you know, or, you know, just let's say prayer partners or whatever the case might be. If both of your lives are going to be affected by the incident that you're praying about, go to somebody else who's not involved. Because you see, they're going to be in agreement and not going to have any disharmony there. Okay. Well, it's important that we understand then that when praying the prayer of agreement, it's the faith that causes the prayer of agreement to work. Just like it's the faith that causes the prayer of binding and loosing to work. Just like it's the faith that causes the prayer of suffocation to work. See, it's the faith that causes prayer to work. Say it again with me. Faith, faith. causes prayer, causes prayer. To, work. to work. Now there, we've got to keep reminding ourselves of this. It's not the prayer that causes the faith to work. You can pray hour upon hour upon hour upon hour and with no results. Because prayer doesn't make faith work. Amen. Well, now the reason we have different types of prayer, I believe it's important for us to know, is because of the fact there are different types of situations. There are different types of situations. See, you may be a person that's learned how to pray the prayer of faith for yourself in the area of healing. But when it gets over here into the area of finances... You haven't had much experience. Now, although you know how to use the prayer of faith for yourself in the area of finances, I mean in the area of healing, and you have great success, you're just a beginner in this other area. And so here you got strong in this one area, but this other area you're a little bit weak. Your faith is not as, you know, developed in that area of finances. So what you need to do is get somebody who is developed in the area of finances. You need to locate somebody that does understand how to use faith in the air finances. And you see, when your situation uh, or the mountain is dictating to you financial failure, well, you begin to learn. But also, you get that praying partner. You get that partner that will agree with you. See, don't get to a place that you're so full of pride that you think, that, well, I know it now, I know it all. I mean, I know how to pray and i got a prayer answer, so bless God, that's it. That's the way God does it, and He'll always do it like that for me. That's a sad place to be in. You know, pride cometh and goeth before fall. I don't ever say I know anything. I mean to tell you something, something else. I, I believe every single one of us should be so humble when it comes to the thing of God. Who in the world are we? He made us out of the dust of the earth. And bless God, it was by His grace He redeemed us by His blood. And I stand before you only because I, I've been anointed of God and called to this position. And put here in place there by God and Jesus Christ when he gave gifts to the men. That's the only reason why I'm here. And if it wasn't for the greater one that lies within, lives within me, and if it wasn't for the greater one that lives within you, we'd be nothing. We wouldn't be a match to the forces that surround us. But bless God, when we learn how to appropriate and put into operation the laws that pertain to the spirit and prayer and faith, you can sit and just feast yourself at the table, prepared before you in the presence of all your enemies and no weapon formed against you will prosper and bless God, you'll walk in the high places of the earth. Amen? Well, let's remember then, there are different situations and circumstances. Plus, everybody's made differently. I mean, you know, your makeup is a little bit different than my makeup. You know? Your problems that, that, that surround your life may affect you differently than, than anything that would come my way. You may get to a place that you're so concerned and, and uh, you know, upset when it comes to your children being healed that you just don't know what to do. You're so frustrated because, you know... This is something that you're just not, you know, uh, used to praying about and, and used to believing God for. 
Whereas somebody else say, well, it's the easiest thing in the world to get your kids healed. Well, if, if you find somebody like that, you better go and pray with him. Get that person over there. Don't get somebody else that can't get their kids healed and go and say, I'm going to agree with you. Imagine you can't get your kids healed and she can't get her kids and you're going to put yourselves together. You know what you're going to have? I don't have to tell you, do I? I'm going to find somebody who got faith. This works. But you see, I'm going to join myself together with somebody who's got faith. Don't, don't be full of pride and think that. I'll be honest with you. I believe our altars have never been used for what they should be used for. This altar shouldn't be used to get somebody who's been 30 years old in the Lord to get back and repent. I mean, if you're not beyond that stage that you don't, you've got to come to every service and repent and ask God to forgive you, it's time to grow up. You see what I'm saying? Let's use this altar. Not like a bunch of people that know anything about the Spirit of God. But let's use this altar as a place of meeting God. As a man and as a woman in the Spirit. To come boldly before His throne to declare His wondrous works. And to take what He offers and leave and say, Bless God, I got it. Bless God, let's use it for His glory and honor. Amen? Let's use it properly. And I believe we can get in the spirit, brother and sister, and get to a place in God that we've never begun to see how he wants to pour out his blessings upon us. When we begin to use the things of the spirit as he designed us to use them. Amen. Well, um, I'm going to give you some examples. Because I, I think, you know, as we give some examples, and then we're going to go off to another type of prayer. We want to go into the prayer of uh, intercession. It's very important that we begin. I want to start it now, and I believe we're going to get into it. Sunday morning and Sunday night, we're going to be teaching on intercessory prayer. By the way, I praise God for our great turnout. We had uh, Monday night, we had 26 people here. Praise God, interceding in the Spirit, praying in other tongues. Amen? You know, that's the backbone. That's the backbone. It's the foundation for success in any Christian endeavor is praying in the Holy Ghost. Intercessory prayer is entering into the high priestly ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ at the right hand of the Father where he ever liveth to make intercession for us and for a world that's on the course of nature. Amen. What a wondrous and blessed privilege it is to enter into his present day ministry. Well, we'll get there in a second. Now, I want you to see how this prayer works. I want you, first of all, to begin to see the depths of it. Now, the husband and wife relationship is a union in the Spirit by God to create a meaningful relationship in the soulish and physical realm. If God had His way in the family relationship, in the union of two human spirits, you would find... These two spirits being blended together as one with by the Spirit of God. And you would see two minds being renewed in such a way that they begin to blend together with that spirit that's created in that bond of marriage. And then you'll begin to see two lives that are flowing in the same direction, whose actions are alike, whose thinking, their thinking is alike. In spiritual things and also in just their everyday walk. Blended so much together as one that by the time it's time to go be with the Lord, they become inseparable. You couldn't tell one from the other. Boy, you act just like your husband. Boy, you act just like your wife. Thank you. I consider that to be a compliment. We are one in the spirit. No, that union wasn't just to, you know, be done in the spirit. You say, well, why didn't God just blend our minds together? Why didn't God just blend our bodies together? Well, I'll tell you why. Because he's not going to do anything about what you're supposed to do. He had no right to do that. See, redemption didn't, didn't cover the new birth or the renewing of the mind. That's something you do as a believer. Because God will not infringe upon your rights of having your own free will. You're a free moral agent. Do you see what I'm saying? Now, you take this same prayer. Of agreement. You've got two people. That have come to a place. By mutual consent. That we are going to yield ourselves. Unto the spirit of God. Unto the word of God. And to each other. To come to a place of mutual agreement. In our spirits. 
and in our minds and in our actions and blend our lives together in spirit with force in our thinking and in our words to think alike, to believe alike, to act alike concerning this matter. And bless God, when you can find an individual that will do that with you, beloved, you have found yourself a ten times more greater force on your behalf to bring forth results in your prayer life. Now, that's exactly what it is. Now, I remember I was standing right over here. I was standing right over here at the altar. This was a couple of years ago. And someone come and said to me, I would like for you to agree with me in prayer concerning uh, my husband. And I said, well, uh, what is it that you want me to agree with? Well, that he's supposed to be operated on. Kidney stones, I believe it was, to be removed. And uh, I don't believe he's redeemed. I don't believe he's got to go through an operation. I believe. See, this is her faith speaking. I believe that God could dissolve them. And I believe that God will dissolve them. But I need you to agree with me. Now, see, that's legitimate. And it's getting beyond your own need. She's getting over to her husband where he's one with her in the spirit. But you see, when that pain's in your body, oh, beloved, don't get insensitive to the needs of mankind. Don't get so high and mighty in faith that you can't see an individual who's suffering. Don't ever get that way. You know, that's what intercessory prayer is all about, too. It's, it's my compassion flowing out of me. My brother's in need. He's in pain. Don't walk off and say, oh, you little faith. Get yourself in intercession. Get yourself in agreement. Find a place in prayer where you can be a positive force. Where you can be used by God to help that brother. How many times were you caught with your faith down? You know, some, in some cases, there are some that's caught with their faith down and it means death. But listen to me, you've got a devil out there who strategically tries to manip manipulate your life to get you to a place that you're vulnerable to that dart. He knows he's not going to get that dart over, in, over on your life if, as long as you're the way you're going right now. Praise God, hallelujah. So what he's going to do, he's going to throw some circumstances your way, some situations your way that you just can't get out of. You've got to do to get you to a place that you haven't fed your spirit right there. And oh, it's so deceiving because the spirit has no feeling. You didn't know that when you weren't eating properly and taking proper uh, necessary means to see to that, that your, the vitamins are, you know, inside your system, your makeup was, was uh, all working together, you know, for good in your life. And so, slowly, 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 he had a vitamin deficiency. And all of a sudden, here comes a little bit of an attack that you could have, you know, wiped out quickly. But now, because of the re low resistance, you got something attached itself to your body. Well, you see, you're, you're just like your body didn't feel that happening, but it felt the effects of it. But it was too late because now you've got to start to rebuild that system back up. The same way that works in the spirit. You know, he didn't just come along and just zap you with that thing right off the bat. But he manipulated your life by circumstances to get you into a position that your spirit man, without knowing it, see, without because it doesn't feel it, your spirit man was losing its the forces and like, just like if you compare it to the human body, the resistance or the resisting power or the immunities, let's say, to, to stand against a certain attack of disease or sickness or whatever the case might be. And so because of his manipulating you, your life into a position by circumstances that you didn't feed your spirit, all of a sudden, boom, now comes the dart. Now you go, I was caught with my faith down. I was caught without that force in operation. I was caught with not, without my immunities built up. Now you got something on your body. Now what are you going to do? Now try to get back into faith. Oh, now you're working from the bottom to get back up. You know, preventive medicine is a whole lot better. But like I said, don't look down on your brother just because he got man manipulated that way. You've been that way too. And praise God, we're wanting to stay away from it and we're growing together. And praise God, we're going to get to a place that that wicked one touches us not. Don't you believe that? But there he is. See, there he is. Now some faith people, so-called faith people, Faith people, I believe, are compassionate people, not hard-hearted people.
will say, well, where's his faith? That's your brother. That's your blood brother in that hospital who's facing a knife. Going to be cut open and he's in terrible pain. I'm not concerned about where his faith is. I'm concerned about getting him healed. Getting him delivered. Any way I can. It stands the reason he's not using his faith because he's there. Doesn't that stand the reason? It stands the reason that he has no other alternative but somebody intercede on his behalf. Or somebody come to a place of agreement on his behalf. Now, I praise God. When she came, I, I could say, yes, sister, I will agree with you. Can you imagine somebody saying, well, now, you know, God did that way with that. He's not going to do that for your husband. What's the matter with you? Can you imagine how despondent she would have been? But we stood together and I said, yes, I will agree with you that when we pray, God will dissolve those kidney stones. I believe those kidney stones. And uh, so we did. We came to a place of agreement. See, her faith was speaking. I believe that's the moment we pray, I'll agree with you and you agree with me, that those kidney stones are dissolved. Just like that. I didn't hear anything about it for a long period of time. Then one day I saw her and she said, you know, back when we prayed, I said, yeah. She said, uh, he never had the operation. They were dissolved and they were gone. The doctors were amazed and he came home. You say, how come that don't happen all the time? You've got you to agree, beloved. You've got to get to a place in the spirit that you are, you are uniting and joining forces. I mean, this cannot be a, a, you know, a half-hearted thing. You are thoroughly prepared when you come to this altar. And when you're ready to release your faith to pray. You are thoroughly prepared. I'm going to show you that now. I'm going to show you this in another example. Um, you remember... How, you remember, I know, I know you do, when um, Sister Bannon, you know Brother John, when, when Sister Bannon wanted to conceive and have a child. And over a long period of time, it seemed like it was, um, there was no way that, you know, it was working. I mean, she, she went to Brother Copeland, she went to Brother Caps, and uh, some of the other, I mean, she went to, you know, a lot of the meetings, Brother, I'm, I'm not sure as to how many, so I won't say it how many meetings she went to, but she was prayed for many times. And, um, but seemingly with no results. Well, we sat down. Sometimes you've got to sit down and talk. You've got to talk. And sometimes because of the fact so many of us are busy and we don't keep ourselves in tune with this great Spirit of God that will lead us and guide us in all truth. It takes us a little bit longer, you know, for Him to get through to show us where the problem's at. Somebody that knows that it works. Any electricians here? If that, you know, outlet there started stopped giving forth an electrical current, you know, if it was like most Christians, if he was like most Christians, he'd just, get and just cut it out of the wall and say, throw it down the street and say, doesn't, no good, doesn't work. Are you hearing me? It doesn't work. Can you imagine if the first time your car didn't start up, you said, call the wrecker, throw it to the garbage and then junk. Doesn't work. Get rid of it. No, when it comes to natural things, people will do everything they can. Now, that electrician knows that it'll work if everything was hooked up right. That mechanic knows that car will run if everything was hooked up right. And I can go on and on and on. Sometimes there's something. Something in the spirit of an individual that needs to be dealt with. It's like short-circuiting, you see. And it doesn't produce. But something, something. You may be led by the Spirit of God to get a, one teaching tape. And say, hear it over and over and over and over and over and over a hundred times. Before you ever get that thing corrected inside your spirit. Beloved, faith and prayer works. It took us time. We had to sit down and talk. We had to go over. We had to search here. We had to diagnose. We had to do this. We had to do that. We had to go here. And not to get into any detail... You know, it came about in certain events that we had to come to a place of, a, of uh, that this had to be done and that had to be done and then we're going to come to a place of agreement. Well, 
I said, I'd be glad to be your greeting partner. And we'll, we'll, we'll do that. Now that you're ready to pray. But what I want you to do, uh, and you can see here, anyone here, if you want, just, you can talk to her. I'm sure they, they wouldn't mind explain, you know, going over and sharing with you how this happened. But uh, I said, I want you to go over all these scriptures. Now, just like we said, how many remember the steps we followed to get an answer to prayer? Seven steps to follow to get, you know, to get answered prayer. We went over these steps together. But still, we're not satisfied. Now, what are, just, just go over and go over and go over and go over. Keep going over. Keep, just keep right on going over. And go on over. See, it's, it's, it's ministering under your spirit. It's causing that spirit to, you know, build itself up. To, to, to allow the forces of life, you see, by the protection of the word, to just flow out of her. And of course, I'm on my end doing my part. And so, we finally got to a place and, and she says, well, I'm ready for prayer now. I says, okay, now take one more week. Take one more week. And start saying this. That on such and such a date and such and such an hour and such and such a time, I will be a joyful mother of children, such a, et cetera, et cetera. Start saying that for a whole, whole week. Every day, every waking moment, every thought. Eradicate any other thought contrary to that. Just keep on saying it every single day, every moment. All that you can think about, just keep on doing it, keep on doing it, keep on doing it. So, she did. And said, okay, we set the time, we set the date, we set the hour. And said, now what we're going to do is join these two spirits. We are going to join these two forces. Now, beloved, I've seen some things happen in the spirit, but I'm going to tell you something right now. I've seen some things really happen in the spirit. This was done so properly in the spirit that when we got together, it was six o'clock in the evening, here at this altar, right here at this church, I stood right over there and she stood right over there. And I says, six o'clock came. That's the time it was, six o'clock. And when that clock struck six o'clock, I said, what do you believe? And she said, I am a joyful mother of children. I'm healed in my body. I can have children. I says, okay. Don't say another word. That's it. That's what you said. Now, Heavenly Father, I join myself together with my sister in the spirit and agree that she is one, two, three. Three, in Jesus' name, amen. And as a sign, I just laid my hand upon her in Jesus' name, and I didn't even touch her. I never saw the Spirit of God do this to anybody. I'm talking about saw it. I've heard of it, but I never saw it. The Spirit of God picked up from right over here and threw her back right here where Patty's sitting. I mean, just flew from here straight back like that. But uh, here's my point. Someone says, whoa, that's spectacular. Well, it may have, may have been. And there was only three of us here. You know, Brother John, myself, and her. Father, Son, Holy Ghost, six angels. I'm not even... <laughs> thousands. But my point is this. We agreed on April the 8th, I believe that's when it was, 6 o'clock p.m., 1981, that's when we agreed. But that began the flow of healing virtue, of correcting power virtue, that would correct the system in her body to cause conception. And she took that confession, taped it to the refrigerator, and every moment from that time on said, Bless God, I am, and named those three. I am, I am, I am. It took five months. You say, well, why did it take five months? I'm not God. He knew what had to be corrected. But I tell you this, the prayer of agreement and her faith. Faith makes prayer work. Her saying that I am, that I am, that I am, cooperated with the power of God to cause these forces of life to emanate from her spirit to cause corrective healing in the body so that she can conceive and have children. And today, they have Stephanie Marie. Praise God. Because of it. No. 
I believe that the longer a person is a Christian, I believe this. Listen to me. It's easy to get yourself back in a doubt and unbelief and, and pride because of the fact we think we know it. I've heard that preached before. Well, that's too bad. You better hear it again. If you've got that attitude, you better change that attitude. I'm telling you right now. Look, Brother Chuck was just telling me the other day. He says, you preach Mark 11, 23, Mark 11, 24, some other scripture. He says, I get a nugget of truth every time I hear it. What does that say? That's an open spirit. See, that's a teachable spirit. And if you're open that way, you'll get something out of it every time we talk about it. Do you see what I'm saying? Because that's how God changes our spirit by His spirit. Now, there's another, another example here concerning this same prayer. Same type of prayer. But this was also devastating. I mean, just devastating how when two people do come to a place of agreement, how powerful it is. This is powerful prayer. I mean that with all, you know, the love of my heart, all the power of God's life. It's powerful prayer. This individual was in a hospital. And the mother was, she was of the Catholic faith, you know, she said, I knew God, I'm born again, I'm Jesus Christ, my Savior. But the son was in an automobile accident. Actually, I think he was just hit by a car. Not even, he wasn't in another car, I believe he was hit by a car. And the leg got caught under the fender well between the tire and dragged down the street. It was mutilated. The doctors had him, I mean, when I went up there, the doctors had him all pinned together and everything, every which way, you, do, you know, at the knee, every, everything you could think of. It was, a, you know, up in track, everything you could think of. Horrible thing to think of. Just horrible. And so, um, the, the, the mother wanted prayer. You know, my aunt was up there, knew her, and said that I would come and uh, pray if she wanted. And she said, yes, I, I would. I would like that. They said he'd never walk. You know, it was, it was something that it wouldn't have to be amputated. Let alone having him walk like a normal person and run and play like other boys, other children. And so here I asked this woman, I asked this Catholic woman, I said, I, I just explained a little bit about being born again. And she said, well, I know Jesus Christ is my personal Lord and Savior. I've been a Catholic for so many years and I, I believe in the Bible. I believe in the Word of God and, I believe, and, so, and, so, and so on and so forth. She says, I'll tell you something else what I believe. I said, well, what do you believe? She says, it may not be instant. She says, but I don't believe the Word they said it. Thank God. She says, I don't believe a word that doctor said. I believe that that boy will play ball just like any other boy. I believe that he'll run on that leg just like any other boy. I believe that. That's what I believe. I said, sister, that's all I need to hear. Now, let me, let me, let me go a step further. That little, that little boy had some type of minor brain damage. Minor brain damage. Irreversible. And it just not, not drastic. I mean, it caused him to be slow in school and that sort of thing. You know, maybe talk a little, stutter a little, that sort of thing. Nothing major. Just a little bit of brain damage. Now, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. All I knew was about this leg. And she, when she said that, now listen to me, when she, I didn't give her a moment after she said that. I said, that's all I need to hear. When she said that, I laid my hands on his forehead and said, I agree with you in Jesus' name that this boy will run and play like other little children. I believe that. I believe that with you in Jesus' name. I agree with you. I didn't hear anything for over a year or, or more. A year and a half maybe. I don't, I don't remember how long it was. But I found out that the boy... They said made a remarkable recovery and was totally healed and able to run and play. They couldn't believe it. You know. And whatever brain damage there was, was reversed. And he was perfectly normal. There is power in agreeing in prayer. But so many times that agreeing is only mental assent. And it is not heart faith. If you think it's hard to get you, you to agree with yourself in prayer, with the Word, now you're taking another individual and you've got to come to a place of agreement. I'm not saying that it's hard. I'm just saying that you've got to be of like precious faith. Amen? Thank you for listening to our Legacy Teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. 
I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life. But if you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, I'd like to invite you to do that right now. Just pray this simple prayer right after me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart now. I receive you and accept you as my personal Savior and Lord. If you prayed that prayer with me, you're a child of God right now, and I encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church where you can learn to grow in your Christian faith and experience. God bless.